0: Rusty Quill presents
1: The truth is out there The lies are in here Ambiguity is in the doorway Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio Faithful listeners, I think we need to talk about some things. I don't know how many of you are out there listening. I don't know all of your names. Perhaps I am the voice in the background of your life, the one who speaks to you when you wake up in the early hours to feed the baby, or the voice that flattens the silence as you wash the dishes. Maybe you take me on the bus to work or school or tune in whilst you walk through the park. I don't know. For me... I am sat in the basement studio, almost in darkness, talking to a microphone that I imagine is you, listening. When Madame Marie hosted the show, I wonder if she felt this way too, as though she was speaking half a conversation. I'll never really know. In a lot of ways, it's like talking into a spirit box, really. I never know what questions I ask or things I say will inspire one of you to strike up a conversation on the forums or prompt you to write in a letter or a telegram. It seems unfair. I speak to you and you hear me right away, but you aren't offered any such powers. I don't know. It's silly, I suppose. For a long time, I felt like I was doing this show for Madame Marie. Temporary host Sam Enfield stepping in for a short while until M came back. Then, after a while, I started thinking I was doing it for you, faithful listeners. And in a way, I suppose that I am. I want to help resolve your problems when you have them. If I can, of course I do. But as time has gone on, I have done so less and less. Which is pretty remarkable, because I was never a great help to begin with, I don't think. But I realised something this week. Anna tried again to convince me to stop airing the show. She doesn't know why, but she's sure me hosting this show is a bad idea. And I was going to say that you needed me, faithful listeners, but that's not really true. You don't need me. Perhaps you need the services that Spirit Box Radio offers, or the resources on the forums, or the community that thrives there. Or you might even need to hear someone talk to you once a week about arcanism, even if it's only tangential and not very well informed. But there is no reason for that person that does that to be me. Indeed, you were all just as happy when it was Madame Marie hosting the show. If I was to leave to hand over the show to, I don't know, Rytidia Delphus, or maybe even regular caller Beth, then there would be a period of adjustment, as there is with all changes, but in the end, you would be happy. In the end, it isn't me hosting the show you need, it's just someone. So, Anna is right. I could quit if I wanted. I maybe even should, given what Kitty said about the show last week, and everything I know now, but I'm not going to, because I don't want to. When I think about things that I want, the list is very short. For the most part, I just don't know, but I want this for myself. I am going to keep making the show because I like making the show. I am so tired, faithful listeners. I don't know what's the right or wrong thing to do about the man in the flat cap, or the things that Kitty was hiding from the impossible house, or the impossible house itself, or Em's cryptic little note about saving the boy. I don't know what it means. I can't know what it means. I can't remember anything, and when I try to remember, it hurts me. And then there's this scourge of a thing that keeps interrupting all my phone calls, and I just... I am beginning to wonder if that is the point of it all in the end, not just of what Madame Marie did to me, whatever it was, whatever I am that she was trying to, I don't know, but maybe the point of it all is that I'm not supposed to know. I mean, Oliver, he said he shouldn't have spoken to me at all and Anna is honest to God's convinced he knows more than he's letting on but I don't care. I can't care can I because I don't know I just don't know and there's apparently no bloody point in trying to figure it out (laughs) as the scourge says wrong question I'll either know it or I won't I am beyond caring so why even try so I just won't From now on, I will be making decisions purely on the basis of whether or not they feel like the right decisions to me at the time I'm making them. Sorry, Anna. No, I won't be leaving the show. So with that said and done, on with the show! A few of you on the forums have been asking for more details about Kitty, and I'm happy to say that I do have a couple of answers for you. Pretty much everyone wanted more details about the things she saw in the house. She's not been very forthcoming about what she saw, but she said that there were three of them. They called each other Indy, Ingra, and Bliss, which lines up, sort of, with what Oliver said about this bunch of major Arcana, whatever it was, and with the cards I've been drawing every time I take out the True Arcanist tarot deck. Indifference is Indy, ingratitude is Ingra, and ignorance is Bliss, I'm pretty sure. And the cards, indifference, a coin on its edge on the back of a hand, ignorance, a bird with its head in the sand... And ingratitude. someone looking into a horse's mouth with a magnifying glass. As for what they are, and what they might be able to do, I have no idea. The only people I could think to ask are Oliver and Rytidia, and... Oliver is still MIA, and Rytidia will currently field calls only from Anna, and even then she's not exactly being very forthcoming. Anna had to agree to sit in a bog in a pair of hot pants for an hour to wrangle out even the tiny detail that Rytidia has known Oliver Boleyn for a very long time, and he's probably not lying about being 500 years old or whatever. Anna says she reckons that she might have got more out of Rytidia if she'd agreed to full-on lie in the mud like it was originally suggested, but Anna is very particular about her hair, which, you know, valid. Maybe I'd be precious about mine if it ever did anything sensible instead of just sticking out all over the place and turning silver. (laughs) maybe that's why the man in the flat cap wears a flat cap (laughs) i mean it's hardly a bold fashion statement but maybe it's a nice midway point i'd do anything for kitty's ginger curls or anna's wild raven mane but alas i am tragically cursed with a sort of curly sort of straight sort of frizzy mostly silver total mess seems rather unfair what with all the other curses Hey, maybe this is some sort of side effect. Like, you know, when you read the little leaflet that comes with your medication and it's got all kinds of wild things in there. <laughs> it should have checked for crimes against hair follicles, m. A rocky mistake. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure this is funny, is it? Ah, what a tangent. <laughs> anyway, faithful listeners, Kitty is absolutely fine. She's actually been scheming about what to do about the impossible house. Now I've filled her in on the handful of things that I've learned about it since she's been gone. She's called Stickler and Stickler to go and check it out, in case it's a kind of magical residue left behind after, you know, whatever it was that Em did to me. When she stole all my memories and made me sleep for six years straight, and then only intermittently able to function for another bunch of years until my brain apparently snapped back into gear at suspiciously closer time to the construction of the Spirit Box radio forums. Which is fine. Don't you just love not being able to understand literally any facet of your own life? Isn't that just incredible? <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. Don't worry. I don't care. Because I can't care. Because I don't know. I'm here. Because I'm- I want to be here. Yes. Good. Right. Moving on then. <clears throat> We've actually received a letter in the P.O. box this week from Portia in Cambridge about a strange occurrence in her new-built home. There are strange noises coming from the garage, and she's suspicious that it could be something arcane, but she's not sure. Here's what Portia had to say. Dear Madame Marie... Wait... I... Wait... Hang on, that's not right. This letter was about... It was about something else. This is the wrong letter. Where's this one come from? It's the right envelope. Mr. Samael Enfield, host of Spirit Box Radio, and then the street address. There's there's nothing else in here. The other letter is gone. You know, it's funny, I can't remember for life of me what I was just saying about the other one. I... no, it's completely gone. Um. Okay, well, I suppose I'll read this one, though. Whoever wrote this, I'm really sorry to tell you about Madame Marie's passing. I'll see what I can do to help, and I can talk to Kitty and Anna about it, maybe, but... I don't know. Here we go. Dear Madame Marie, something is wrong. You told me when you brought him it would make things better. You said you'd be able to bring her back. I know you said that there were no guarantees and there was a chance nothing would happen. So when nothing did whilst you were here, I assumed I was one of the unlucky ones and there was nothing at all. As you know, the day after you came, my daughter passed away. I was devastated. She was my whole life. I would have done anything to bring her back and I don't think I'll ever forgive myself for surviving the crash when she didn't. We had her cremated. She used to joke that she wanted a viking funeral, which isn't really something you can do, but I wanted to get it as close as possible. I know she was just joking, but I don't know. Her father and I made a little pyre, and we put her ashes on that and sent them down the river. It was as close as we could think to what she wanted. For a couple of weeks afterwards, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was sad. Of course I was sad. As you know, Elizabeth was in a coma for several months before you and your son came to see her. I had come to a quiet sort of peace with it. It was not grieving, exactly. And I had a lot to process, but... I was also genuinely glad she was no longer caught in that last gasp and could finally move on. Which is why this has been so difficult. It started with her school bag. On school days, I'd always have Elizabeth go and... Oh, excuse me, faithful listeners. Hello, Beth. You are live on Spirit Box Radio. Hi, Sam. A pleasure, as always. What can I help you with?
0: Something... Strange. is happening to me. You know, I I was chatting on the forums earlier and I realised that I'd not made myself a cup of tea to sit down with my computer and then I realised I couldn't remember the last time I'd had a cup of tea at all or anything to drink, actually. Or eat. Or any sleep.
1: You're having problems with your memory too. I'm sorry. It's... yeah... It's really hard.
0: Except I'm not having problems with my memory. It's more like... I don't know. I I can remember talking on the forums. I can remember talking on the phone with you. And then it's like... It's not even like there are gaps in between. It's just nothing. And then I'm doing it again. How long has it been since we last spoke?
1: I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. A few weeks, I think, if you don't count chatting on the forums.
0: Weeks? Whole weeks.
1: How far back does it go?
0: That's the thing. I I don't know. I I think it started the first time I spoke to you, but everything before that feels more like a dream than reality. The the colours are all too bright.
1: Yeah, because you dyed your eyebrow yellow.
0: But the thing is what if I didn't?
1: What if you didn't dye your eyebrow?
0: Yeah. Or anything else. What if all I've done for months is talk on the forums and speak to you on the phone?
1: Don't be daft. You'd be dead, wouldn't you? I, I, Beth, I-, I think you might be having an anxiety. Uh, where are you? What can you see?
0: I'm nowhere. What? I'm not. I'm not anywhere. I can't see anything.
1: Beth, stay with me. You have to be somewhere. What can you see?
0: I can't. It's not like I can see them. It's not seeing or hearing or feeling, not really. It's there. there are these sort of threads trembling. they It's the show. It's it's you talking, and then there are these rings, like rings on water, except they aren't like that at all. And and that's the forums, and it's all words. And I can't. How did I not notice? Beth.
1: You aren't making any sense.
0: Sam, I think I'm dead.
1: No, you you can't be. We've spoken before. You spoke to Madame Marie a bunch of times. You used the forums. How can you be
0: dead? I don't think after the car crash, you really did wake me up from a coma, Sam. I, I think... I think I died. And what you did was make me this. I did what?
1: Beth, I don't know what you're saying.
0: You made me a ghost.
1: No, that's not possible. That's not how ghosts work. It's like emotions trapped in amber. A quirk of arcane forces. It's not... You can't make ghosts,
0: Beth. I remember you calling my name and pulling me back. And then everything feels like a dream.
1: No, no, no. Beth, you're wrong. You must be wrong. You can't be dead. I am,
0: Sam. You made me like this. No, but I didn't... I didn't kill you I... You trapped me here And all I do is listen to the radio And watch the forums it's, it's all I do
1: Why? I wouldn't I would never ask you or anyone to live Or not live or whatever I wouldn't ask anyone to exist like that Beth It sounds awful I
0: remember you held out your hand And you were this this little, little kid And you said Come with me And I did Without question
1: Beth I I don't remember I can't remember I I'm so sorry I I never meant it to be like this I never meant for you to for you to I'm a monster I'm a monster aren't I that's what this is Anna was right I could be capable of maybe maybe I did kill her Um, Madame Marie my own mother no no that's not just something you forget it isn't I don't just forget Madame Marie she did something to make me forget maybe or I don't know something went wrong and it wasn't supposed to make me forget but it did anyway and now I'm stuck like this I don't know what's happening to me Beth all I know is that I can't control it this magic it keeps exploding out of me it makes no sense magic can go wrong you can have magical accidents and incidents and mistakes but it doesn't It doesn't just happen. It can't be an accident. Magic. Arcane energy. It's a part of us as much as it's a part of anything. And some people can tap into that force more than others, but no matter how powerful an arcanist you are, you have to try. You have to do it on purpose.
0: Have you considered it's not you that's going wrong?
1: I'm sorry?
0: You know, like, maybe there is a spell that's gone wrong, but it's not your spell.
1: It's not my spell. Exactly. That. That actually might make sense, thank you.
0: No problem. Actually, I. Uh, I wonder if maybe that's what I'm for.
1: What you're for? Yeah,
0: helping
1: you. Ghosts aren't usually for anything.
0: I'm not a usual ghost, am I?
1: No. I suppose you're not. And you don't need to do anything for me, Beth. It's fine. Beth? Hello? Beth? I... think she's gone. Ghostmaker. Wait. The letter I was just reading... Beth is short for Elizabeth. And it's me. I mean, obviously it's me. I'm Madame Marie's only son and I knew... We know. Anna said and I... I know. She took me places, made me do things, and the mystery caller from a few weeks ago said I made them, but that's just not how it works. It's... but... suspension at the moment of death and... Madame Marie's note. The Major Arcana are linked up with the one who walks here and there. He... what if... what if they're people that have made deals with him? What if he makes them and I... I am his son, so... What if I can do what he can do, but I just can't do it right... But that makes no sense. Witches, different as arcanists, they all communicate with the dead. They can all manipulate the arcane arts, but they can't bring people back from the dead. But he's not doing that, is he? His suspension at the moment of death, but. Madame Marie is right. He's not just a witch. That makes no sense. He can't be. He's something else. I. I don't know. And this rose. Oliver said it was an artefact of the arcane, a non-entity, a trick, a lie. I tried to ask him about the man in the flat cap, and the look on his face was... I don't know how to explain it. He opened his mouth as though to speak, but no words left him, and in an instant it was like he expected someone to hurt him. He hung his head, hair falling forward like a curtain, shutting me out. He took my hand in his and placed it on his chest and said that if he could tell me more, he would, he swears, but he can't. And maybe I'm a fool for it, but I believe him. Whatever happened wherever he's gone, wherever he's scared of that scourge of a thing that keeps calling the studio, I... somehow I don't think it's about choice. But what of everything that's happened has been a choice? I've been thinking about intent what it is, what it means. Maybe it's not important because magic is intent turned into measurable consequences, but because the arcane is, well, arcane, unknowable. You have to be clear about that intent when you're channeling that energy, because it's so easily misinterpreted. Words of power hold the intent of everyone that's ever spoken them, but maybe it's not just the power, as in the weight behind the punch it packs. Maybe it's also that everyone is agreeing that that word in particular means that specific thing. Maybe what makes them powerful is that we've all agreed that they're powerful. So maybe it's not about intent at all. Maybe intent is just the wire through which the power is channeled. Maybe the plug, the connector, the link between the arcane and the people that use it isn't intent but something else. What that something else is, how to articulate it, I don't know desire or fear or respect or I don't know belief and if it is belief maybe it's deeper than any of these books give credit maybe it's about more than just understanding the words and knowing what order to say them in maybe it's only possible because we agree it's possible maybe maybe I don't know I do know this I don't want to make ghosts, I don't want to trap people, I don't want them to, to serve me or whatever, I just want- Oh, I just want people to listen, I I speak, and will be heard, by you. Watch <sighs> huh. You look at that, my nose is bleeding the price is paid in blood after all but the price for what good night faithful listeners sleep well Spirit Box Radio is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sloth Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 share-alike international license. It was created by me, Pippin Edo Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Daisy J Major is regular call of Music is by Maybe Wednesday. If you like the show, let us know on Twitter at Hanging Sloths or stop by our website, hangingslothstudios.com. If you'd like to help us keep making Spirit Box Radio, you can send us a tip on ko-fi.com forward slash hanging sloths or become a slothling on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hanging sloth studios where you can get early access to episodes plus loads of other great rewards. You can buy merch in our coffee shop, links in the description. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.
0: spooky